just after four o'clock. It is exceptional to have you with us here on uh, the tenth day of January. <laughs> the We're, tenth day of perpetual cold. Good lord. You haven't seen anything yet. That's true. Um, I mean, winter hasn't even really picked up yet, but it was so cold today, and I'm sure there's like a meteorological way of explaining this, but um, like when we have cold like this, and it'll be a low of seven tonight, that seems Mm. fun. When it's cold like this for an extended period of time, I actually welcome like a couple of inches of snow because at least... When that happens, it, get, <laughs> it like gets into the 20s. Whereas today, it's just so cold, all the particles in the air come down as snow. And it's depressing as hell, but whatever. So, I am the same way, but I would like the snow because at least it's good to look at. And I like, I like snow. I think it's, you know, I would rather it be freezing and snowy outside than it's freezing and just dry. As in like, you have to look at the ugly brown grass. You know what I mean? The bear, the ugly bear trees. Um, give me some snow just so it's visually appealing. What about when it, um, creates hazardous driving or then you track all the snow and slush and salt into the house with your dogs so i have a there's a corridor so we have like a corridor before we get into our apartment so that usually doesn't happen because i just stomp all the snow off in the corridor (laughs) and then um i don't mind the driving either like everybody drives a little slower you know, I don't I don't mind it. It's a little exciting. Like I tend to be one of those people where I'm like, give me a good thunderstorm, but not a tornado that hurts people. Give me a good winter storm, but nothing that hurts people, you know? Okay. <laughs> eh. But right now it's just bitter and cold and windy and miserable. And I'm not I'm not one to complain about this all the time, but I, I think it was like today where I'm like, God. It is cold. Yeah. Yeah, it really was. When I, after the gym, I went to Kroger and reluctantly, only because I know how kind of pointless it is. Although I have Josh grabbing me some of the, um, some real masks, not the cloth bullshit. We've been fortunate enough to get away with recklessly for so long, but I put that, (laughs) I, I put that thing on just as I got out of the car, I'm like, you know what? I'm leaving this on. And when I get home and walk the dogs, the yep. mask is staying on because it keeps half of my face, especially the largest part, my nose, from getting really, really cold on a day like today. I did the same thing. I went and bought some more cloth masks, like the thick black ones. Um, and I it felt a lot better to go. I had to go to the store today. So getting in and out of the car and walking around. But I, as like an, I used to hate this kind of weather, maybe early twenties, late teens. I used to be miserable and complain about it all the time. And so now as an example, if I'm having to go outside from like the car to a building, I have to like, I'm self-talking, like, don't complain. It's not that bad. It's just a second. It's not that bad. Don't complain. Don't complain. (laughs) Like That's literally me for the next three months. That's why I took issue with people giving me a hard time about my jacket last week. Like it's Toledo. Nobody, like, unless you work outside, nobody lingers outside. You go from your car door to the front door. I didn't even put my coat on. Like, I washed it last week, and I didn't really put it on 
until last week because you're I, ex you're exactly right. I'm going from the door to the car. I have a car starter, so my car is usually warm by the time I get into it. I don't like driving with my coat on, and I don't like wearing my coat if I'm go walking around Target. I don't really like to have a coat on, so I really don't love coats. But I'm not going to be the guy that's out in flip flops like I saw yesterday. Good lord, there was a man in Dollar General with like sweatpants and flip-flops on. It was weird. You had me in Dollar General. <laughs> you know, it's convenient. Petey, stop that. Uh, we'll come to him in a second. Um, kind of related to masks. Maybe I almost caused an international incident. Uh-oh. What'd you do? So, um, it's Josh's friend, Melissa, mm -hmm. who's, who's from Brazil, and she moved here, and uh, she's here now. Mm -hmm. Um her sister came to visit a couple of weeks ago, yes. and uh, she needed a a negative test to either get on the plane or to get back into Brazil. She left yesterday. I think she's home now. Um, I said, yes, I have a test. I didn't even realize I should have. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, I guess Josh had to track a test down for her that would have been more official. So that was something that I realized a couple weeks ago. All of the tests I have for work are expired, but I got them. So they expired in October. I didn't even get the like the bunch of tests that I had until end of November. So they were already expired when I got them. And I said, so you mean to tell me every single test in that box was expired? So I had to believe that the entire palette, because I saw how many boxes of tests these people had i'm like all of those have to be expired and then in at our main office we have a couple hundred all of those are expired and so i like kind of rang the alarm and i said these tests are f and I, and apparently it was right around the time that online all of the data all of the information was coming out saying that there was a testing shortage and that the tests you do have are probably expired then that's okay if they are expired but that means that you can't um take the test with a proctor, which means she won't have the official results that she needs, which is a mess. Proctor or prompter? Uh, proctor? Like a, okay. Uh, yeah. Because every time you say that, I think of Chris Proctor. I, I know. So do I. <laughs> a lab technician. How's that? Got it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I felt... I had missed the message, but I had, and it had, it had been resolved. But I felt pretty awful that I that I had that brain fart. Um, I, and I guess like you told me, like they still they're expired for I guess official reasons. But if you need to find out yes or no for whatever your reason may be, other than like maybe getting back into or out of work, mm -hmm. they will still tell you if you uh, well, at least if you're positive. Yeah, and I I like. You know, I've taken a couple because I've been exposed and I needed and there were times where I wasn't exposed, but I just needed to know my result because of what I was doing or where I was going. And every time it comes back negative and I'm just like, oh, my God, maybe these tests aren't working. But then I had given a couple to people and they came back positive. And so I said, all right, well, they're not all showing negative, so they have to be working. I just don't have COVID. What? <laughs> What I've heard about the the rapid tests like that are uh -huh. at least like we're kind of in the middle right now. I asked a, I asked an expert the other day some some Omicron questions, and as I suspected, um, the answer was we're not quite sure yet. Um, but from what I've read with the rapid tests, and I think this was applicable to the end of Delta, was um, 
if you have COVID and it's positive, it's 100% accurate. Yeah. The, the negatives are a little more 50-50. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there were some times where I really felt crappy and I'm like, I think I have COVID and I didn't. But I also only felt crappy for like a day or two. Um, and it didn't, it wasn't like even, I felt worse with just a simple cold. So I said, okay, maybe it's not, maybe it's just allergies and I just generally feel crappy at the moment. So could be um, you had it and your vaccines are working though. Yeah. Yeah. That's also true. I mean, it's, it's hilarious cause I'm vaccinated and boosted and somehow still think I'm going to get COVID and I'm still shocked that I haven't, but I'm vaccinated and boosted. So <laughs> duh. <laughs> I don't want to um, I don't want to linger too much on COVID, but yeah, the, I see all these graphs, and I'm like, this is so depressing. We're a terrible country, and we <laughs> we need to rip up everything that says we're number one because it's it's really pathetic. America. Um, speaking of negative. Hmm. Usually I'm the uh, one with a negative mood. What was up with you this it. weekend? I don't think I had a mood. I mean, maybe I had a poorly placed comment. Um, I had a poorly placed comment. But it wasn't anything like your comments the other day. So, but I did, I did like, I don't know. I was just, Petey Boy went to the vet and I had to advocate for my sweetie. And you only have to advocate when people make you so if that makes any sense does that I, make sense i didn't uh, and this this goes back into your mood being off like you're just off it wasn't negative or anything and yeah. you are by all <laughs> means entitled to feel however you want um especially with all my crankiness that that occurs too often i didn't understand i was in a cloud yesterday it was sleep day i didn't understand what you were saying like you wanted them to muzzle him but they didn't yeah so pete has to be muzzled when he goes to the vet, they have always supplied the muzzle. So they have one. So a couple of years ago when he, he doesn't like people too much, um, definitely doesn't like the vet. He can, he's fine. Like in general at the dog park and when he's around people, he's not bothered by them. But if you walk up to him or if you have to touch him, that's when he's like a backup. So at the vet, they have to do that. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's just, weird that they wouldn't normally do it well so that's so the first the very first time they they i had gotten an idea that they were not wanting to muzzle him i think the vet was more i think she was leaning more towards like oh it's fine i just need five minutes with him he'll be fine like kind of like i'm the dog whisperer so i don't need to muzzle any dogs because i like all dogs are good with me and i was gently like no ma'am Nobody is the dog whisperer with Pete. There is no Pete whisperer here. It's not going to work. You need to muzzle him. And she didn't, and he bit her. And I think we talked about this on the pod. And his bite is, again, because he's scared. So it's not an aggressive bite. I know that's strange to say. It's not an aggressive bite. And so she's like, oh, he did bite me, but that's okay. He didn't break the skin. And I'm like, well, what if he would have broke the skin? Wouldn't have been my fault. Would have been your fault. Like, wouldn't have been Pete's fault. You're the one that said you weren't going to muzzle him. And so this yesterday, again, it's even in his file to make sure that they bring out a muzzle for me to put it on him. Um, Because the other problem is COVID, we're not allowed to be in the rooms with them. So that comfort that he had of knowing his mom was there is not there anymore. So I have to drop him off and leave him there for the day. So um, when the vet tech came out, she just brought the leash and I said, oh, no, we need a muzzle. And she looked at me 
And it wasn't even like she was like, well, what do you she's just like, no, I'm not. We're not muzzling him. <laughs> she said it is she said it as if she was his mom. And <laughs> and I like I immediately my blood started to boil a little bit just in the way that she said it. And I said, what do you mean? And she's like, we're not muzzling him. And I said, yes, you are. We need a muzzle for him. He this that's not how this works. And she's like, well, I can get an e-collar. <laughs> and I said, that's fine if you want to get an e-collar. And she ended up coming out with a muzzle and I put the muzzle on him. And then she tried to, she, in her defense, she's never worked with Pete and I before. So then she tried to walk him back like on his leash. And I said, no, I have to pick him up and hand him to you. He is not going to walk back there. This so is, I, this hmm. is so weird. I, I can't believe that they would be so careless or courageous. I guess both uh, fit. Like they don't, Community uh, where I take Diddy, like they don't screw around. I, I've tried, like, I try not to take him unless he needs to go. Um, but like after the first time, and I tried to finagle things. I'm like, I can hold him, and maybe that'll work. They're like, nope, we'll take him in the back. And now, whenever he has a visit, I have to get him some sedation medication. They they don't screw around. So I don't, and I don't. That's why I was so thrown off. And I think I, I'm going to be honest. I was a little furious because it, she, again, I've never met this person before. Um, so I didn't know if she was new or we just hadn't interacted with her, but she wasn't kind, if that makes any sense. And it was like, she, it, it's, it, I stopped her in her tracks when I said, no, he needs a muzzle. And she's like, we're not muzzling him. And I'm like, what do you mean? Um, and then and then when she kind of disagreed with me, I was like, wait a minute. Like, that's kind of like I'm taking my kid to get a haircut. And they're like, well, we're not going to trim them today. We're not going to cut their hair. We're just going to give them a trim. And it's like, no, they're getting a haircut. Um, so I, it threw me off. And so I started to get a little like I was like short of breath and everything. Like my heart rate was increasing. And I was like, excuse me. <laughs> so then she brought out the muzzle. He went back. It was fine. I do know to what they explained. So I called them today, actually, just to verify what their policy was with muzzling dogs. Because I said, if I'm doing something that is against your policy or is a liability, then you need to let me know, you know, because this is the second time this has happened with you all. And so I got the office manager and she's like, oh, you're Pete's mom. And I said, yeah, I am. This is what happened. And she said, no, we don't have a problem with muzzling. It's even in his file. There's a note in his like virtual file to make sure that he's muzzled and that mom puts it on. And I said, okay, great. And they said, she just, maybe she didn't look at it. We did have a tough morning yesterday. And I was like, okay, I got it. I don't have a problem with it. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't doing anything wrong. Um, and she said, no. So, and, and she said she gets it. She said even the best dogs will bite sometimes when they're getting their nails trimmed. So she's like, and Pete was very well behaved yesterday. He got really good compliments from the vet um, and his behavior, which I was so happy with because he's so scared of them. Um, I, but I yeah, can, it, I, can, I can take him. He seems to like me. <laughs> he does like you, but that was, it was just that general interaction with her where nobody, ha nobody ever wants to advocate for their like, child or for their pet you know you're only advocating because you have to because somebody is like going against what you know is best for them and i just i mean it's not to protect them i mean they probably get bit all the time it's to protect pete from whatever trouble he can get into if he bites someone oh i would say it's the opposite which what is do you mean? 
to protect the the techs. I mean, these are animals, and we we know them well, but we are handing them over to strangers. And well, I don't okay. think that I might be wrong, but I don't think they get ravaged by by scared animals as much as you think they do. That's why I'm so stunned. That's why I didn't make sense of your text yesterday. I'm like, what's why why are you needing to tell them to muzzle him? It should be the the opposite. Like they were very stern with me when they're like, we're taking Diddy to the back. And then I heard him screeching or whatever. And then I heard him stopping because they had muzzled his ass. Like there was no fucking around that I, I don't blame him. Like you're dealing with an animal you don't know. Yeah, I don't I mean th- I don't know. That's I guess that's why it threw me off as well. I mean, I and so I learned I did the Facebook post and some people had kind of gave me a bit of an explanation. And they said, um, you know, so they said some sometimes it's a lie. Some vets think it's a liability. Other dogs become more aggressive once they put the muzzle on and then um, they put the muzzle on their on your dog. And then when the dog goes into the crate, they have to take the muzzle off so that he can breathe. So I don't know if she's like, well, I have to take it off anyway, so I'm not muzzling him. But Pete has to be carried back, and that means his face is going to be by your face. And so he will bite you. Like, he, he, he just will. You know, like, you are not only invading his personal space, but you're all up in his shit. Like, he's going to bite you. And um, I, it is for me, it's to protect Pete. I don't ever want somebody like the first time he bit someone when she's like, well, he didn't break the skin. And I'm like, well, what if he had, I told you to put the muzzle on him and you didn't, you know, you literally fought me on it and said no. Cause you thought you were the dog whisperer. So if he would have broke the skin on your hand, I would not have cared. <laughs> like, you know, and there better not had been any other action beyond that t- towards you know, me and whatever liability it is if he bit someone. I've, I've never had that before. So We're using know. protect in a different way here. Yeah, I want to protect Pete. <laughs> like, exactly. I love vet techs. Now, all of the vet techs have been fantastic. They're fantastic with Sunny. Even this one, like, she, when I picked Pete up, she was a lot more pleasant. So maybe she just really did have a bad day, and that was the first time she met him and met me. I understand but if I'm saying, hey, let's muzzle him so he doesn't hurt anyone because he is going to because he's scared, I want to protect him. Is that terrible? You're not protecting. Again, we're using protect in a different way. Um, okay. You're protecting him from any bad result of him acting out on someone else. Correct. Uh, th- th- again, this is so utterly baffling to me. It's like... I've been drinking... But I'm not going to wear my seatbelt. You know, I just want to go right through that windshield. I appreciate you looking out for me, but I want to go right through the windshield. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. Like, it just, I, it, it, that was why it caught me off guard. But again, she was, she was new to us. She had never met him before. She probably didn't have time to look in his file. And it's like, well, I'm going to have to take the muzzle off of him anyway, so I'm just not going to muzzle him. And I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? No, you probably should. In May, when that dog walked up to my back door, and I'm not a vet tech, I don't work at a veterinarian. We love animals, but I think we know well enough. Uh, you got to be careful because you don't know with a strange animal. And that dog, yeah. I will never forget. It was whatever time in the morning it was, 7.30 or something. That dog is trotting over to me. And in slow motion, I'm thinking, 
Oh God! <laughs> this, this, this dog has connected, and I'm gonna help this dog, or this dog is going to rip my face off, and we're about to find yeah. out in a in a couple of seconds here. So yeah, it's it's also the argument, and we can move on after this. But you know, the, I am one of those human beings where like I don't really let kids around Pete that much, like unless they're my nephews or like I don't let kids just walk up to him, and I will like scold the parent if you just let your child run up to my dog and i also don't agree when children are just kind of uh, like playing with dogs willy-nilly and there's no supervision because sometimes they can grab tails and they can grab ears and i mean my own nephews i've seen them do things like that and then they and then like kids get bit and you know what i mean and then all of a sudden it's the dog's fault and it's like get your three-year-old or your four-year-old or your five-year-old from doing those, you know what I mean? Yeah, and that's where you have to seriously consider euthanization of the child because <laughs> no, I know what you mean. Like, like I'm wary yeah. of Diddy's interactions. Andre's, I don't fucking care. He's 13 yeah. pounds, and if he torments a 180 pound adult, that's kind of on you. Um, yeah, right, Sunny loves them. Let's let's move on. Um, sure. I have a grocery shopping thing to run by you. Oh, I hate grocery shopping. All Am right. I the one to ask? Yes, yes. Cause okay. We're total contrast here. I <laughs> I love grocery shopping. I love oh. um, going to different stores and trying new places and blah 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 and working new things in into my rotation. And when there's you know something's on sale or when it's expensive or like today. Not surprisingly, I couldn't find chicken, but maybe it was just the time that I went to Kroger. And um, I was looking for apples. And apples I've gotten lately have been terrible. It's very deflating when Mm. I go to slice open an apple and half of it is brown when on the outside it it looked good. So uh, Josh here at work and my, he's your co-best friend. Oh, my buddy. He, uh, He has Kroger shop for him. Now I get some people don't like Doing food shopping, growing, going in there, especially parents like um, drive up or curbside pickup for moms who have to corral three kids or whatever it is. It's 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 a miracle to not have mm-hmm. to collect all those kids, take them through the store, recollect them, and then put them back in. It's great for them to be able to pull up and get their groceries. But my mom would strike me down with bolts of lightning from where she now rests if I ever didn't do my own grocery shopping <laughs> because like like today i i'm sorry my hands were clean but i put my hands on half of the apples of the red delicious to apples yeah because i want to pick my own food and i might want larger apples rather than smaller apples and and all the other like the, literally like dozens of decisions i make when i'm in a gro- when i'm in kroger like I love getting, I enjoy grapes, but the grapes I've gotten lately go bad really fast. So I walk by the grapes and go, not today, grapes. You're not going to get me this time. Then, since there was no chicken, <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I want something, something else, something to, to, to satisfy me. So I got some almond milk and a couple of boxes of, of sugar with as low sugar as I could find. Like, I wouldn't be able to make that decision if somebody else is doing my shopping. And again, I'm not chastising. Did you just call cereal sugar? Oh, there's sugar in cereal, buddy. There's oh sugar. Oh my in god! Cereal. Did you call it a couple boxes of sugar and not cereal? <laughs> no. There's Is that what you meant? No, 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 no. I bought a couple of boxes of cereal with as low sugar as I could find. 
but you a- called them a couple boxes of sugar. <laughs> you did. Are you done? Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just saying I appreciate all things when it comes to the grocery shopping experience, yes. except for Pam, who lets her four-year-old do self-checkout when you have like 37 items. <laughs> that would be one of the three to five times I would commit murder and deal with the consequences. Okay, but you have to admit that the those little mini carts for the kids in Kroger is the cutest. Like, that is adorable. The little mini ones, the little tiny ones. Do they still have those? Yes, and I think they're so cute when that little, like, four-year-old is walking around the store like an adult with his cart. <laughs> As long as that little four-year-old doesn't get to put everything on the self-checkout. Um, gotcha. No no kids in coffee shops, no kids in the self-checkout line. Okay. Okay. So, okay, so what's your, what's, is, is that your story? I, I just couldn't, again, my mom would bring down hell and fury on me if I was ever not doing my own food shopping. Uh, something tells me if you and your mom lived in the same city... She would hate it so much, she would do the shopping for you. She'd be like, okay, what do you need from the store today? <laughs> uh, now, there were times when my mom was alive and I and was accessible. I'd be like, hey, mom, I know you're going food shopping today. Can you get me such and such? Oh, I do that all the time. So, but I, I do that all the time. But, but my mom and I live a couple doors down from each other, though, too. So, um, Okay, so no, I don't think that there's anything. I am like Josh, and I let Kroger shop for me. Like when they brought out the click list, that was, I mean, that was everything for me. I hate the grocery store. I feel, I look at the grocery store the same way I look at the gym right now. Like I don't ever want to go. And then after I go, I feel really good about myself. You know, I'm like, oh, good job, girl. But I would touch all the apples too. So I don't think you did anything wrong. I think it is, if you're not somebody that gets, um, fruits and vegetables and you don't clean them like when you get home or clean them before you use them that's on you because i'm going to check avocados and apples and you know what i mean i'm going to check and make sure there's not like bruises in the tomatoes before i get them or that my um um, herbs like cilantro and parsley aren't like half spoiled on the bottom side like i'm going to pick those up and look at them (laughs) so i'm with you i don't think what i did was wrong by touching everything um, cause I'm going to do that cause I want to yeah. pick what I like, but to have somebody right. else do that. I do. Um, yeah. And that's fine. Like that's it's just one of our, one of our differences. So I got a, I got the last time I click list. In fact, it's still in my refrigerator and it's still perfectly good is, um, a, <laughs> they got me a cabbage the size of like the fucking moon, like a head of cabbage. That was so big. I've never seen a head of cabbage so big in my life. Like it takes up half my, um, a, a large amount of space in my refrigerator is what it takes up. But it's, I don't care. Like I love click listing. And uh, on a practical side of things, it helps me like stay, keep control of my budget. So because I'm too. looking, I'm looking at the running um, total. And so if I say I'm going to spend 60 bucks on groceries, I can stick to it yep. because I see that total compared to grabbing like, a bag of chips that Thomas wants or like a candy bar because I see it, you know, and I'm almost always grocery shopping hungry because I either go after work um, or on a weekend if I can bring myself to do it and I'm always hungry. So that's another 
fantastic aspect of ClickList or somebody doing your shopping for you. You won't stray from your budget or buy things that you know that you shouldn't be getting. Right. Um, back yeah. to, back to, to finish this up, back to the bruised apple thing. Um, oh. Like if, let's say a Thomas was doing my mm-hmm. shopping for me and I got an apple and cut it open and it was bruised inside... I would, Natalie Weisberg, right back to that Kroger, I would hunt down Thomas and excoriate that person for that bruised apple. Now, if I picked the same, the very same apple that Thomas did and cut it open, I would just be upset. But because somebody else did it, I would have that person's job. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So you do leave yourself susceptible to that, them not getting you know getting that all the way right or like it's like now you know good and well that this was not an appropriate apple or like what is what is this or you know so that's absolutely true that i mean but but you leave yourself open to that i'm willing to take that risk um if it means i don't have to i will even go as far and and people are maybe it's just my kroger but people are getting really bold with your click list they've been behind because they're short-staffed and so it's not as convenient as it was So you may be waiting like 20 to 30 minutes to get your groceries brought out into your car. There was one day where I waited almost an hour and now they apologize. They're like, hey, we're very sorry. We're short staffed. We're running behind. They may even call you in advance and say we're running behind instead of coming at six. Can you please come at 730? And then even then you're waiting there. I've seen some people be so disrespectful. And I one time the girl came out and she's like, I'm so sorry. I said, you don't have to apologize to me. You just got all my groceries. If I have the audacity to have somebody else get my groceries for me, at the very least, I can be nice to you. <laughs> Good I, Lord. I've heard about people being nasty to those people. And you bring up a great oh my point. God. Like you're doing yeah. me a service. Um, yeah. You could have hauled your ass in there and gotten it. Um, exactly. And... I would also allow, maybe not murder, but definite bodily harm if somebody went sideways on someone who brought them their groceries for no reason at all. Like, if you had a shitty day, I'm sorry. You got to reel it in. This person, it's the same as, like, people at retail, people in restaurants. Like, this is another layer of that. Like, these people will leave their jobs, and they're they're really helping you out. Um, So I would be okay with some kind of physical harm. I have a pen in my hand right now. I'd be like... Hey, let me take your glasses down for a second, lady. Then, bam, pen right in the I, eye. I mean, there was one guy that literally got out of his car <laughs> on more than one occasion, put his hand on his hip, and like just stood there looking at the door, waiting for them. I'm like, are you like, what is going on here? You're not. It's not. They're not going to come to your car any faster because you're standing there with your hand on your like. It's a. It was a very meme worthy stance, and I'm just. What are you doing, you lazy bum? Like, you're just like the rest of us, click listing, you know, so that you don't have to grocery shop. Like, be nice to them. These little high schoolers, like, running ragged trying to get your food. Want to see a magic trick? Ta-da! It's gone. (laughs) Hilarious. Um, Last last thing. Um, Unless you want to get to other stuff, by all means, the floor can can be yours. I just want to hit this real fast, then then I'm good for today. Sorry for the delay, you know, getting going today. Um, I was curious last week. By I saw the Port Clinton uh, high school football coach, and they had a as long as a, a longer run than anybody in the area uh, into the state playoffs. I think they were in the semifinals and they lost. Um, this guy was super successful, like 41 years old, and he just up and left. Wow. And I was 
surprised. Now, that's unusual. We do have another thing to get to that's unusual. Um, we'll, we'll say we'll get to that, though. And I found out today a very good story by David Briggs, who is an excellent writer and an excellent storyteller. Um, that Port Clinton football coach, I think his name is uh, Bo Carmen. That is the football coach's name. Um, healthy guy. I think he played college football, 41 years old. And uh, he had some chest pain. And uh, oh. he managed his way to some services. Do you know what your blood pressure is? Um, I don't know what my blood... Uh, no, I don't know what my current reading is. But I know sometimes I trend high and I have to work on it. Mine is... Mine, fortunately, knock on wood, has always been pretty low. It's like one... 15 like it's in one one in the teens and 75 i think mine's 130s okay his was 214 over 135 mm. no wonder why he had some chest pain uh mm. he he was stressed he said in, the, mm-hmm. in this article like winning was everything he he felt bad when they yeah, it, it was the typical story of winning was everything and at all costs, and that stress was eating him up, so he had to step away. So this gives me mm-hmm. another opportunity to say, do not let your passion become your punishment. Do not let your passion be a prison for you because um, you can destroy your health and relationships and affect other people as well. Conversely, if all you do is work... And if you don't affect those things and your health is fine, other people should not give you a hard time for that. You have chosen to make that decision. And for somebody like myself, you have decided to sacrifice or not have a family or children. Um, And I would work more if I could, if needed to. So so don't give me a hard time for that. But um, to go back to to Coach Carmen here for a second, I'm glad he decided to step away before he uh, had God knows what kind of health issues long before he needed to have them. You know what? That's not talked about enough. That's act. That is a. That this is a really good story because it was. Yeah, that's not talked about enough at all. I mean, it was foreign to me even having to talk about my blood pressure until my blood pressure was consistently high, and my doctor had to address it with me and say, "What's going on?" And there wasn't anything going on but work. And you know, and I was like, "My God, my job is stressing me to the point uh, that I'm having medical." concern there's medical concerns here like there's reason to speak up about it and i had to do a lot of work on making sure i didn't allow my job to stress me out so not overworking myself saying no not taking on too many duties not letting somebody's behavior piss me off to the point of me feeling stressed and anxious and then and then it did in fact go down so i was able to manage it enough to bring my blood pressure down to where now i consistently go and my blood pressure is fine. But there was a period of time where it was not. And I don't think that that's talked about enough. And I do like um, ProMedica. Like I'll bring up ProMedica because they have some initiative where they're going into places where you're working with populations that don't historically seek out um, a physical health care. And they're doing it there. So doing blood pressure readings there, blood sugar readings there. What if that was done, like what if somebody did do, and maybe it already exists, but what if there's a piece of like writing or there's a a journalist piece where they really are looking at um, staff and and the type of work or the type of maybe the work right now and, and reading blood pressure consistently? You know, what if they're going into employers like you know, they're going into the schools and, and reading teacher blood pressure 
blood pressures and you know what I mean like what if that is something to look into because I don't think people think about that enough I think they think about maybe there's an increase in thinking about my mental health you know or thinking about like I don't know if somebody's sleeping but they don't really talk about blood pressure and like what is your job doing to your blood pressure and that's a great indicator of your overall health I mean it is your heart yeah um and if you repeatedly have to go to whether it's a primary doctor Mm-hmm. Uh, a psychologist or like if your work is driving you to frequent healthcare visits, um, you might be making good money. I'll do the simple math. Let's say you're making $75,000, but 10 of that is going towards healthcare providers. Uh, mm-hmm. I strongly suggest you consider another job that isn't driving <laughs> you to the doctor all the time. I mean, that, that, yeah, there, there are more nuances to that than that but you get the overall point yeah i mean there it's i think that there's a lot of people that that don't have value that don't feel like they're valued as a employee unless they're running themselves ragged like unless they're joking about oh i really have to take my time off or i really have to like not check my emails on the weekends like and it's a joke because the norm is to check your emails at night and on the weekends is to not take time off. And it's, I I mean, I even suffered from that where I really didn't feel like I was a hard, dedicated, commendable worker until I was working myself to death. You know, like if I was just doing the bare minimum, not necessarily the bare minimum, but if I was just doing my job as it was intended, that wasn't enough. Um, And I think that we just in general as like a, I hate to say as a society, because I feel like it's very broad, but we, we do the, what the value we place on work and hard work and the traditional working worker is way too much. Because if you work too hard, you could die. Um, (laughs) And they'll just give you more work. They're like, oh, great. Well, we'll just give you more to do because now we know you can do this. (laughs) No, you're, you're dead now. You're, you're lying down on the job. You're fired now. (laughs) Uh, in a very morbid segue, dying Uh-oh. too young. Bob Whoa. Saget, dead at 65. Um, I God. just came across a story that was updated an hour ago, and I, I didn't see any new details, but you might have seen this by now. It says no drugs or foul play. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. In this hotel room, I think he was getting ready. He was on, he was on a comedy tour. And I'm not the uber Bob Saget fan like some people are. In fact, I grew to, to dislike Full House because my brother watched it. He kicked me <laughs> off He kicked me off the TV every day when Full House would come on. So I I had a, a disdain for it. And to watch Bob Saget turn into like potty mouth comic was, was interesting. <laughs> it, I might be wrong, so correct me. But watching some of those stories that he would share... He seemed, you don't just die at 65. Something was wrong. There was an underlying health issue. Um, yeah. N- no drugs at the time, but perhaps a history of drug use. I don't know. I don't want to speculate too much, but nobody, no healthy person just dies at 65. And again, back to this, his second career as this potty mouth and lovable comedian he seemed like he had some demons. Am I wrong? No. So, no, you're not wrong. I mean, he created an image for himself as, like, America's dad, you know, Full House, America's Funniest Home Videos, and then, like, um, 
when that was done and he was and he continued his career and it kind of changed and morphed into something different, you were really able to say like, ah, okay, but I like this guy. Um, And I, I, everybody, I think there's a lot of people that were just shocked. I was shocked when I saw that and I'm, I, it's weird in, in many ways. And I didn't, I don't, I never thought that I would be like stuck on Bob Saget passing away, if that makes any sense. Like I don't speak about Bob Saget on a weekly, monthly, or even bi-yearly basis or what, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think, I don't remember when's the last time I said the word, said his name, you know, or saw something and said, oh, Bob Saget. <laughs> like, I don't think about him much, but as he's passed away, it's kind of like, oh, that's awful. And, and myself and probably many other people are waiting, you know, um, eagerly to find out what he passed from because I was <clears> listening <throat> to the radio today and Charlemagne said, I need to know what he died from because I, I can't just wrap my head around a healthy 65-year-old just like died. You the- know what I mean? Be- a quick interjection. Um, so there was an autopsy this morning. Full results mm-hmm. could take up to three months, but the initial findings yeah. showed no evidence of drug use or foul play. Right. So we're going to have to wait. And I'm, hey, it's not it's not often I find myself on the same page and thinking of as Charlemagne. But yeah, when you're, you're <laughs> right, when you're you just don't die at sixty five. And and he was out on tour, so I'm curious to see if other family comes around. And I, if I have misspoken that. He had some demons, and when I talk about that, I mean like depression. Um, mm-hmm. I would not be surprised if that arose, but yeah, that's 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 way too young. And after Betty it White was, last yeah. week, boy, if you had a '90s sitcom, you better watch out. The Grim Reaper is looking over your shoulder. <laughs> it, I mean, it, they after Betty White, there was a lot of posts where it's like, here's a couple people that we need to protect. Here's a couple like icons that we need to make sure we protect. And it was like Morgan Freeman and James Earl Jones. Nobody said Bob Saget. And then here we are, Bob Saget. And it's just kind of sad. And I think that it was, at least for me, um, if a healthy, you know, 65 year old man can just up and die in his hotel room, I think of my mom, I think of my uncles and my aunts, and I think of my, even my brother. And I'm like, God, do we really not have that much time? You know, it's like, you think you have all the time in the world. And as strange as it is, Bob Saget, who we don't talk about ever makes you think like, no, you don't. (laughs) Let me put on my, my doctor's hat here. The only thing I can think of, and this is how I'd like to go at mm-hmm. whatever age, because um, you don't know until it happens. Otherwise, you're mm-hmm. you're healthy. It's like a brain aneurysm. Yeah, or maybe a heart attack. I mean, healthy people still have heart attacks, but like brain aneurysm, you know, or a, exactly, or a heart attack. Um, yeah, but usually with heart attacks, like the coach we just talked about, there are some early indicators, whereas the aneurysm, you're just here and yeah. gone. If he was doing a lot of traveling, there could have been some blood clotting. Yeah. Because um, he was on a tour. So that's something to think about, especially if he's older. I think you got to wear like compression clothes now when you travel and you're older, if you travel a lot. But, um, you know, potential clotting. But that was, yeah, it was just somebody you don't think about every day or any or monthly, like I said, monthly or even a, a couple times a year. And he passes away and it's like, wow. It just makes you think, oh, God, Pete's about to bark. It just makes you think, you know. Muzzle that dog. Thomas is home. All right. Um, you got anything else you want to wrap up? I don't think so. I don't think I have anything. It's going to be a 
pretty like uneventful week, I feel like, which is fine. Uneventful I, month. A um, couple of uh, interviews tomorrow, then uh, Mary from The Blade on Wednesday. So we'll catch back up again, at least on the podcast on Thursday. Yeah, that sounds good. Okay. I'll text you later. Okay, bye-bye. No, bye-bye. <gasps> bye-bye. Better. <laughs>